Hi guys, hope everyone is well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. This uh, episode I'm going to talk about compound lifts and uh, specifically the squat, bench and deadlift. And if they are applicable, if you're trying to build muscle and I'll go over the reasons why they might be and why they might not be. First of all, quick update on myself. Uh, my head's feeling better. For those that don't know, I've suffered from an exertion headache that uh, gets flared up during training. So, yeah, I'm nearly back at 100%. It flared up just the last week there. But I had two productive sessions. Didn't quite leave all on the table. I held back a wee bit, but no side effects from training that, training to that intensity, sorry. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with that, and I'm really, really glad to be back, especially now the gym's open. And uh, I've been taking some good progressions in the gym, regardless of pushing myself to 100%. I think the reason being is just having some time off training and some time pulling back from uh, not being able to train because of my head, I've dropped so much fatigue. So those that don't know, fatigue is just when you are got physical or mental tiredness. So yeah, the progressions have been pretty decent and the numbers have just basically been handed to me. So I've not really had to fight to progress the weight uh, or hit some yeah good weight on my lift so really happy with that and uh, glad to be back in the gym especially just seeing individuals and uh, not only just being able to access a decent level of kit but yeah like I said just having a decent atmosphere and just being able to actually socialize with people that's something I've actually missed uh, during lockdown just from working at home most of the time uh, like you don't see a lot of folk especially when you're training at home because that's a uh, part of my day where I go out not only to train because I enjoy training but it's nice actually seeing folk at the gym so uh, yes on to the topic compound lifts to build muscle so the first thing I'm going to jump into is the squat so uh, something I hear a lot is you don't need to squat for big legs and uh, although it's true I think there's more to it than that that shouldn't be the only thing stated uh, and I think people, when they say that, they should discuss why and why you, they shouldn't squat. Because you don't have to do anything to grow any body part. It's all good saying that, but not unless you provide the rationale or, in other words, the reason behind it. So that's what I'm going to jump into. So, the reason why I think everyone should uh, be able to squat and should do in their beginner... A level of lifting is if you're not able to I think it's a, a recipe for disaster down the line so if you don't have the mobility to squat and you're just chucking yourself on like a hack squat or just using a leg press and just forcing yourself into a position because you can't do it with a barbell I think that's an issue I think everyone should learn to be able to squat with good form good mobility to depth not only because I think the movement's beneficial, eh, but like I said, just for just for like longevity purposes. Because if you can't squat, you obviously lack mobility in some aspect. Yes, people are built different. Some people can get into a squat fine with like nice looking form, but others, eh, due to like the length of their limbs, it can be awkward movement to perform. But I think eh, all individuals should be able to try and. Do a squat uh, with decent mobility and maintain that mobility just for longevity because if you are placing yourself into like a hack squat for example and you're progressing that you're forcing yourself into the bottom position because you don't have the mobility to do it without the weight going down on you I think you're just 
yeah, you you're probably gonna get injured, in my opinion. It's just not a I just don't think it's a great idea, simple as that. I'm no physiotherapist myself, but whenever I experience something being overly tight or having poor mobility in the area, for example, uh, my shoulder, I'll get a bit of pain in there when I'm doing like overhead tricep work and my lat's tight, so I think that's correlated with it. Uh, so what I mean by this is if you can't squat, something's obviously tight, so let's say it's your adductor, let's say it's your hips or your ankles or something i think that's just going to lead to having like wee issues with your knees with your hips in the future if uh, you're just ignoring the tightness not addressing it and not fixing the issue and just plastering it by jumping on a machine so that's why i think everyone should be able to perform a squat and uh, additionally it helps a lot with learning how to brace. So what bracing is, is when you take a big breath of air during a movement, uh, like someone's going to punch you in the stomach, which is a good way to describe it, and uh, what that does is it just keeps your core really tight and as a result keeps your uh, spine neutral and in a really safe position, which can then transfer onto other movements. For example, if uh, you, you do the squat for, let's say, you're a beginner, you do it for two years, and then you think, I'm not getting much out of it anymore, I've progressed it, it's stalling, then you can move on to something like a hack squat, or any other movement that requires you to like brace and keep your core tight. And then, let's say, a V-squat machine, or just anything really, then when you brace on that, you'll be able to brace really hard and it won't be an issue. Whereas if you just jump on the machine, that doesn't require too much bracing and tightness of the core, although you may need to utilise it on it, then you won't brace to your full capacity and you won't learn how to effectively. And then you're just, you're not avoiding it. But let's say you need to squat at some point. Uh, let's say we go back into lockdown you don't have access to a hack squat, to a leg press, to a v-squat machine, a smith machine, things like that, what are you going to do then? You've got no access to all the machines, you can't perform a squat effectively due to mobility issues and uh, lastly you can't brace effectively so that's going to hinder how much you can actually lift just because you can't keep your core tight and your back uh, in a safe position. So yeah, that's why I think you should definitely learn to squat as a beginner. And it definitely, for some people, isn't the best to grow their legs. For example, like I stated, if you have like a really, really long upper leg, like a femur bone, and let's say your lower leg, your tibia is really, I believe it's called a tibia, I need to check my anatomy, but uh, your lower leg is pretty short, then it's not going to be good it's not going to be ideal if you want to squat to grow your quads. The reason being is if you bend down due to the length of your upper leg, your butt's going to go so far back. And to do the squat, you're going to have to bend over so much. Uh, and yeah, since you're going to have to fold at the hips and bend over a lot, then due to that, you're going to be placing a lot of the load on your back, on your glutes, on your hamstrings. So it's definitely not the best for leg growth for some. However, I do think they should still be able to perform the movement pattern because if you are a beginner and you've just started weight training, you don't have to focus on what the most optimal movement is to grow your quads. You don't have to uh, be on a machine that only makes sure, that gives you a ton of knee flexion. Knee flexion's what the quad is responsible for it helps you extend at the knee so 
Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. If you get strong at a squat, even if you aren't built to squat to grow your quads, you're going to grow your quads if you keep putting weight on the bar on a weekly basis, which you have the ability to do as a beginner. So I don't think that's an issue if it's not, quote-unquote, the optimal movement. What I think is most important for a beginner is learning consistency in the gym and learning how to do the basic movements correctly. Like I said, the squat. And uh, going on from that, I'm going to talk about deadlift. So something massively important for learning how to deadlift is if you can't deadlift with good form, you don't know how to deadlift, I guarantee you probably don't know how to do a bent over row, other back exercises like that with good form. And uh, so this is why I think not only is the deadlift a good movement to get strong at, if you want to grow muscles in your back, your hamstrings, your glutes, but also like I said, just to learn how to perform back movements safely. So the same stance as when you're deadlifting, you need to brace, you need to keep a neutral spine, you need to keep your hips back in a good position and uh, you need to be stable and strong. And if you don't know how to do that, like I said, you probably won't be able to perform a bent over roll with good form just because they, they both are... <sighs> Well, they're, they're not similar movements, but you're in a similar position for both movements. And if you can't handle the load of like a deadlift in the position safely, then it's going to be hard to maintain a bent over position doing a bent over roll. So that's one rationale behind being able to uh, perform a deadlift. And also, I do think a deadlift variation. So by variation, I mean either a normal deadlift, a straight leg deadlift, a Romanian deadlift, uh, they're all good for developing your back, hamstrings and glutes in my opinion. Uh, obviously you're not really working the muscles in your back for a full range of motion. What I mean by this is it's not like none of the muscles in your back are moving an awful lot. They're staying in the, they're staying in the same position which means it's performing an isometric contraction. So what I mean by this is Take your bicep, for example, if you hold a dumbbell in your hand, but you don't lower it or raise it up, then that's an isometric contraction. So basically just handling the load, but staying still. This is basically what your back muscles are doing in a deadlift. So science shows this isn't really optimal to grow muscle. And I agree it might not be. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend just doing deadlifts to grow your back. But when you look at some... Uh, credible people in the industry who are extremely strong at deadlifts. Don't know if any use follow them or that, but my coach AJ Morris, he's got a really good back. That's one of his strongest body parts. Uh, he's strong at deadlifts. Same with Jordan Peters. He's an absolute animal. If you look at his back and the thickness in his erectors, so the bits that run up either side of your spine, they're absolute massive. He's just an absolute ball of muscle and uh, coincidentally, he's really strong at deadlifts. So this holds true for a lot of folk. Kiffy West, look how much he pulls off the floor. He can pull 350 kilos as a deadlift. He's an absolute, he's mental. And if you look at his back, his back is wicked as well. So yeah, it is it definitely not coincidental. It, there's a reason behind it. So yeah, I recommend being able to do a deadlift correctly, yes, doing these movements like the squat, the deadlift, it might take a while to get good at, it might get a while to like master it with good form, but once you do, I think it is extremely valuable. So another reason you may want to perform a deadlift variation is just to 
so that it can get more to, to build a resilient lower back. So what I mean by this is you want to build a strong lower back that can withstand being bent over performing back movements. So you don't have to just do chest supported movements. So you can perform them without risk and injury. So if, let's say, you never ever deadlift, you don't squat, it's going to be hard to maintain a good bent over position during things like the bent over row if you've got a really weak lower back and really strong upper back muscles because if your upper back can handle a lot of load but your lower back can't then you're obviously not going to be able to uh, withstand being in the bent over position as it places a lot of load on your lower back so due to this your lower back will most likely fail before your upper back so if you're trying to do a bent over row it's not really going to be that optimal movement so in this case you'll probably be stuck with machines so again another reason why I recommend doing a deadlift it will load your lower back make it resilient make it strong and uh, you get people saying that deadlifting is bad for your back no I don't think deadlifting is bad for your back deadlifting with poor form is bad for your back not being able to deadlift I think is bad for your back uh, but being able to deadlift with good form is good for your back in my opinion. It will load it up, build it and it will be strong and sturdy in my opinion. And as far as what variation of the deadlift you can do, I uh, previously named some variations so it depends what your goal is. For example, if you are mostly focusing on building your back then you can basically choose any of the movements. So you could do like a straight leg deadlift, you can do a remaining deadlift, conventional deadlift. Uh, whereas if you're trying to build your glutes and hamstrings then I think something with straighter legs is a better alternative so that's a Romanian and uh, uh, straight leg deadlift and yeah so either options good I just recommend getting strong at one of them or getting strong at all of them it doesn't mean you have to do one consistently well I recommend doing it consistently but it doesn't mean when it stalls you can't change it out for another, one's not superior than the other, but just do one you can uh, just train and get strong at pain free without coming into wean niggles. For example, if you keep doing the conventional deadlift, you always run into a wee injury when you do it and get strong at it and uh, build it up for a decent period of time, then do another variation. There's nothing magical about any one lift. There's nothing magical about squat, bench, deadlift, any lift in the gym. You don't need to do any lift to build muscle. Yes, some might be beneficial, but there's not uh, one on paper that's superior to the other or one you have to build muscle with. So uh, lastly, of course, the third and final is the bench press. So, same reason applies why you should do a bench press with why you should do the squat and the deadlift. The skills are transferable. So, being able to do a bench press effectively, being able to learn and know where to grip the bar, being able to lower it with control and target your chest during the bench press I think is very valuable. Same with knowing how to keep your upper back nice and tight when you do it because you have to unlike many machine movements and uh, yeah just knowing how to perform it and get strong at it I think is very valuable as the skills will transfer over to most movements in the gym that require the same muscles so like a uh, Smith machine press like a dumbbell press any movement that's going to train your chest, the skills are transferable in my opinion. The bench press is kind of got a crown over its head of being such a good movement, a mass builder for your chest. 
there's nothing special about it. It's just it's just another movement to build your chest. However, I do think having some sort of compound movement with free weights is a good idea. Like for the same reasons, if you are unable to perform it and like control a load it uh, safely and yeah, just with control with a free weight, then I don't think it's a good idea just sticking to machines. Like there's an issue there obviously, so it needs to addressed if it's mobility, if it's being able to be stable, if it's setting up a lift effectively, then I think you should fix it and not just mask it with like a machine movement because what happens when the machine's not there like i said we go into lockdown you move somewhere that have like little equipment in the gym what happens when the chest press machines are taken etc i think you need to know how to perform all movements with good form however doesn't mean you need to do it consistently like and do the movement in your program uh, another thing is if your form is good on the bench press and you really, really can't feel your chest on it at all, it's never sore from it, you never feel like you got a pump from it and never feels tired after performing it, you've had it, you've made sure your form's perfect as it can be, you've got someone to help you perform the movement while targeting your chest and you still can't feel it at all in your chest, then take it out. There's nothing magical about it. I feel like some people have an emotional attachment to the bench press. As you see a lot of folk, uh, just do it. Like I used to do this actually. I used to bench press time and time again, uh, and try and get strong at it. I always had sore elbows for like a really long extended period of time when I was bench pressing because I didn't control the way down, or in other words, eccentric. I just bounced off my chest and done like five sets of five because that's all I knew back then. And as a result, my elbows were absolute ruined because I've done that two times a week. Uh, and then instead of just taking time off doing the bench press, it's quite funny looking back on it. I dropped like five kilos, me and my mate, and then we just thought, ah, we'll take it like do five kilos less. But in all honesty, I don't think dropping the weight by five kilos is really going to make a big difference in terms of helping your elbows if you're doing it too frequently and it's just hurting your elbows. Uh, so what I could have done in that scenario, just in case anyone's ever in the same situation, is perform a different movement pattern. So even something like a dumbbell press, a Smith machine uh, press, an incline press, just changing the movement ever so slightly, it'll probably place stress on just a different part of your elbow. It won't be the ex exact same movement beating up the exact same part of my elbow as a result. Uh, just knackering my elbows so yeah I could have just took time off it for a couple of weeks but instead I had emotional attachment to the exercise which led me to just beat a dead horse not make much progress because I literally couldn't really perform anything to failure whenever I got to the bottom it just seemed like my elbows would just give out and then I just lost all ability to reduce force in other words lift the weight like I just felt like I just got to such a massive sticking point whenever my elbows got sore at the bottom so, yeah, there's nothing magical about the bench press. There's other exercises just as effective, if not more effective for some. So, what's most important is just running an exercise you can do pain-free that targets the muscle you want to target and being able to progress it for a long time without running into any injuries. If that's a dumbbell press, if it's a incline barbell press, if it's a chest press machine whatever it is, as long as you can do it pain-free, not running into injuries, and it targets the desired muscle, then you're laughing. That's spot on. So, uh, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed this episode. Uh, 
yeah, if anyone's got any suggestions on what they'd like to see, please let me know because I'd be more than happy to produce them. And uh, thank you very much for listening.